Howdy folks, this is professional rodeo announcer Joe Coulter, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Slave the Cowboy. But before we get started, I want to ask you one question. What is a cowboy? Well, a cowboy is about character, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And you know when you scratch all that in the dirt, you're going to spell out the word Christ. And that, in its simplest form, is what being a true cowboy is all about. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride for the Lord. And may God save the cowboy. You ever had one of those situations? Uh, you, you know, you, you see right here this this fourth one down integrity, man. That that word right there gets you in a wreck. Okay, um, there. Whenever I was down in Stockton, I was at Fort Stockton, Texas, where I came from. Um, I, I was a brand new preacher. And when you're a brand new preacher, there's all these preconceived notions of what you think preachers got to act like and what a preacher says and what a preacher does. And most of them are crap. But anyway, I, I, you know, I didn't know no better. So I was I was doing a lot of things. Well, there's this fellow that came in one day and um, he was just kind of had made it to town, run out of gas. Somebody had given him a. Uh, a place to stay for a little while in a little camper trailer and he started coming to church and he needed some food so we gave him some food and he kind of started sticking around there for a while and we ended up baptizing him which was just amazing some people there at the church gave him gave him a job and or they didn't give him a job they knew of a place and kind of helped him get a job and everything was going good and I have you ever just seen or maybe you are this person that just, I mean, if there's a hole, you're going to step in it. You know what I mean? It, it, it can be, you know, just a, a football field, professional, and, and you're going to step in the one gopher hole and twist your ankle. That was this guy. I mean, it just, it didn't matter what he did, man. He, there was just always something wrong. I mean, he was having trouble here, having trouble there, and some of it was, well, most of it was probably his fault, as is all of us. Um, the, the other day, uh, we, we went out to check cows, and, you know, we've got one of those, uh, those Potestio Brothers gators, and um, you can pay me later. And um, anyway, uh, we bought from Trevor Smith in the red cap. It'll be double. And uh, but we, we got it's got two bench seats. So, you know, we've got those two kids from China that we're going to adopt. Uh, I will be bawling probably Wednesday when they have to fly back. And then they won't be back until we bring them back because we will go. We have to go to China and get them. Ty does not know it, but I will be gone for one month. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks per kid, so, but that, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you know before we fly out. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get to Beijing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so we got these two kids. One of them's five, one of them's uh, 13. And so we're driving out there and, and we go through this gate. And you know what? I'm like a mountain goat. I don't fall down. I spent a lot of years snake hunting up in the mountains. When you're hunting snakes, you don't want to fall down. It's, it's just kind of an adverse condition to have, you know. And so I'm really sure-footed and everything. So I, I was walking out. I just opened the gate and drove through, and I shut the gate, and I was going back to get in, and I had these boots on that don't have no traction on them. And I went to, to, to step up because it's kind of on an incline, 
and my foot slipped and I fell right down. And the only thing that saved me was that little bitty bone right there on your elbow that I hit right on the metal deal of that gator. Saved my face, of course, you know, that's a pretty important part of me. Hurt, but I mean, you know what I mean? Are you just one of those people that, that, that it doesn't matter how sure-footed you are, man, you're going to step in a hole. Well, this guy, this guy that I was talking about, um, he, he's just problem after problem, and we try to help him. And, you know, if somebody doesn't help him, you know, it, it's somebody else's fault, you know? I, it, just one of those situations, and you can kind of see where I'm going with all this. Well, he loses his job because he thinks that he can show up whenever he wants to, and then when they kind of got on to him, he went and made up some stuff and turned them into the health department and then wondered why he got fired because nobody wants to help him. You know, I mean, and then all the allegations are false. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're creating yourself a wreck here. Well, time goes by and he gets cancer. And it, it, that's a horrible situation. He doesn't have a vehicle. He's got to go back and forth to Odessa. So people from the church are taking him back and forth. And, you know, he, he's even kind of griping about some of them because, you know, they just went through and got the dollar menu at McDonald's to feed him. They didn't go into, you know, a sit-down place to eat. I just you, you see what I'm getting at, man? He's just one of these guys. And so what I would do, finally they found him a place to stay. Some uh, just as happened somebody was nice and and it was something to do with the hospital while he was doing the chemo and all of that they let him stay right there so he, he was in there nobody had to drive him three hours a day and so I worked in Odessa so I would go and I would pick him up and I would take him out to eat and those are just awkward conversations you know when people are just you know just ah dude I'm sorry you got cancer and that's horrible and I felt bad for him and he kind of had his colon cancer he had the bag and it was just it was bad but he's just one of these fellows well as time went on got rid of that he, he's good with the cancer everything's good life is good and then towards the end of December he comes walking up to me and he said hey do you have a trailer oh yeah Oh, I've got a horse trailer. He goes, I'm going to move to Alpine. Can you help me move? Well, he doesn't have a vehicle, number one. He doesn't have a trailer. He's just had cancer and he's just had surgery and everything. And I promise you, guess what I wanted to say? Man, I wish you'd let me know sooner. You know what I mean? I'm going to be busy. Well, I hadn't even told you what day it is, but I'm going to be busy. You know, but he didn't have anybody else. And so, you know, you, 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 hear, you hear the devil in this ear going, hey, let that fellow worry about himself. And you hear God over here going, oh, yeah? What are you doing? Are you busy that day? So I was like, shh, God. But God doesn't shush very well. And, you know, he, he's real nice about it. But I did what my daddy told me to. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'll help you. New Year's Eve. This is when we're moving him. He's got to be out by January 1st. I wake up December 31st, and I am puking my guts up. I don't know what, not, not food poison or anything, I am sick. And, and I don't know about y'all, but when I throw up, you ever heard of the space-time continuum? It rips in half. Y'all probably heard and felt it up here, because when I throw up, I mean, I cry, I bawl, I scream like a girl. I did. Just, I hate throwing up. I mean, just like, <laughs> Christy. She's like, what? So anyway, I wake up and I'm telling. We we told him we would be there at eight o'clock at 
Six o'clock, I had thrown up four times. There was nothing coming up anymore. Christy's like, you can't do this. I was like, I got to. I, you, the dude doesn't, he has to be out. You know, I mean, I got to. And so I, I didn't want to. We got in the truck. We hooked up the trailer. I had a flat because that's what it is. And so I had to you know, air it up, put a patch in it. And, and, and we start going 30 miles to Fort Stockton from the ranch. I pulled over twice and puked again on the way there. So I get there to his house. He says it's all ready to go. What ready to go to him was to open the door for us and go, this is my stuff. And then he, can, and then he told me, he said, well, I hate to tell you this, but doctor told me I can't lift over anything over five pounds. So I'm going to go over here and get me something to eat at McDonald's and I'll be back whenever y'all are done. Me and my wife and my two kids loaded his entire apartment up. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm not in a very good mood. I, literally, the not the last time I threw up, but we had to set the couch down so I could throw up. This is bad. And so we put it all in the trailer very nicely. We were very careful with everything, as careful as my puking butt could be. So we loaded him up, and granted, he didn't really have a lot of stuff, and it was an apartment, so you know, no stove, refrigerator, and none of that. So we got him loaded up, we got him in the truck, and we're headed to Alpine, and we get there, and I'm still, I had to pull over, the last time I threw up was on the way to Alpine, I had to pull over and puke. And so anyway, got to Alpine, got all of his stuff unloaded, and I bid farewell to that fella. I said, man, it's been real nice. I love you to pieces. We're gone. So about halfway home, I, you know, I, I started feeling better. But isn't it crazy whenever you try to do the right thing, when you start trying to live the Christian life, that it's a struggle? It seems like no matter how, you know, you can just go and ignore everybody and everything goes fine. But the second you try to do something nice, man, it all just starts caving in. We're in the middle of a series right now entitled, Why Do We Struggle? And this is part four. So why do Christians struggle? I mean, you, you hear those, you hear some preachers on TV tell you, man, if you just come to Jesus, all your problems go away, you get a big old fat raise, and you get a promotion at work, a new truck, a new horse trailer, living quarters. Is that, is that really, I mean, that may, that may be indicative of some of you's walk. It ain't mine, I promise you. It's not mine. So why do we struggle? Why is being a Christian so hard? If you're a Christian and find yourself struggling, does that, does that mean that you're doing something wrong? Or does it mean that you're doing exactly right? See, that's the question. You know, the cowboy culture is the only one that celebrates its wrecks and misfortunes of the trade. I mean, Ty gets up here, he tells you about, did you name that horse Lazarus? Because you really should. You really should. I, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, uh, give a man a saddle, a horse, a dog, some cows, a rope, and you're guaranteed to see a wreck. It's just gonna happen. And, and, and the bigger the wreck, the bigger the story, and it, as long as somebody doesn't die, but even then it's a story, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Does this mean cowboys are accident prone? Because there's going to be a wreck. No, it doesn't mean that cowboys are accident prone. I mean, people ask, Ty told me this, and I've been asking before, people come up and they say, does that stuff really happen to y'all? We're like, well, yeah. And they said, well... You know, they, they just can't believe it. But, you know, we're not laying on the couch. I mean, you put anything with animals together and, and a cowboy together, and it, we can get in a wreck at McDonald's. So, you know, it doesn't even have to include animals. 
But, you know, we're not, we're not laying on the couch with Cheeto fingers. You know what Cheeto fingers are, right? You know? Sancho loves those. If you want to eat some Cheetos, invite him over. He'll clean you right up. When you follow Jesus down that narrow trail, you're going to get in a lot of wrecks. And Jesus tells exactly how they're going to happen in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. If you're a Christian, you're going to get in a wreck. You're, you're going to struggle. I'm telling you, you're going to struggle. And, and, and Jesus, just to set the tone for Matthew 16, 24. Now, Jesus has just got through telling his disciples. He's like, hey, hey, cowboys, here, here's... And I'm vastly paraphrasing. You can go back and read it. I hope you do. He, he says, hey, guys, listen, man, uh, I'm going to be whooped and killed. And Peter, now, Peter is a great guy. Peter says, my gosh, I ain't going to let that happen to you. <laughs> and Jesus jumps all over him and he says, get behind me, Satan. You're thinking in the ways of man, not of God. I mean, you want to talk about getting chewed out? <laughs> Ain't none of you been chewed out by Jesus like Peter got chewed out by Jesus, okay? So Jesus uses Peter's something, whatever, his, just his eccentricities, or I don't even know if that's a word. And um, anyway, so he uses that and he starts preaching a sermon. Now, how would you like it if every time you messed up, God preached a sermon on it? You would be a cowboy preacher if that happened. Then Jesus said to his disciples... Whoever wants to be my disciple or follower, or if you want it in cowboy terms, whoever wants to ride for me. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Now, what part of if you want to be, if you want to ride for me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. How much of that sounds peachy? Not very much. Why do we struggle? It's part of being a Christian. Now, there's some, there's some good stuff, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. If you want to ride for Jesus, work on his outfit, spit in eternity in heaven, have a great life filled with stories and purpose. If you want to have that kind of life that only others dream of, then Jesus says you got to do three things. Because, see, you get all of those when you ride for him. Let me, let me read that list again. If you want to ride for Jesus, work on his outfit, spend eternity in heaven, have a great life filled with stories and purpose. If you want to have the kind of life only others dream of, then Jesus says you've got to do three things. This is where I kind of, went, I kind of need you to start paying attention, okay? The first thing he says is you've got to deny yourself. Now, what does that mean? Now, the, the, the main thing that that means is we've got to give up on being so selfish, Okay, because I, I want you to think about, okay, I, I'll just use myself as an example because I, I know me pretty good. And yesterday, man, I, I've had one of those weeks Ty's talked about. Man, it's just been one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And so Christy says yesterday, she goes, I'm going to take the boys to the park. She said, and you can just rest. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to rest. That's what I need. I don't, I mean, it's not that I don't love those kids. I do, but man, I, I needed a break, right? I needed some me time. I needed some time for me to, to rejuvenate. And so I started studying for my sermon. And guess what the first thing I read was? Quit being so selfish. Deny yourself. So I was like, fine. So I got up. Gathered everybody up. I went to the park and I rode little. They got this thing called a razor. It's on Facebook. It's got these two little things on the end. Man, they need to make one of those for big boys because it is a blast. We'll all get in here and we're going to ride them. <laughs> I need some welders. Meet me in the back. But anyway, we went up there and we had a ball. I mean, the, the little, the little uh, five-year-old, he's kind of got a voice like this. 
but it speaks Chinese, right? But he knows a few words like, because uh, he, he, I always tell him, good job. So, so he doesn't really know what that means, but he memorized it. So he walks around going, good job. Good job. And he also knows this word. No, Sancho. No, Sancho. Christy was tickling him the other day, and he looked at her, and he said, no, Sancho. <laughs> But he sounds like a minion because it's like, good job. And so that was great. We had a lot of fun. But I mean, if we're going to be honest, I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be selfish. And Jesus says, man, if you're going to follow me, you've got to quit worrying about what you want to do all the time and start worrying what I want you to do. You've got to start loving on others especially whenever you don't feel like it, especially whenever you're throwing up, especially when somebody doesn't have anybody else. Quit looking at the world through what you want and how you feel. I mean, I, honestly, man, I, I'm telling you right now, man, when you truly start riding for God, and I'm not talking about saying, hey, I'm a Christian now, and your horse is tied to the, to the hitching post, and you just wave at all the other Christians that are riding by because you want to be riding too, but you ain't going nowhere. When you truly unhitch your horse and you, and, and you get on track and you start moving, you're not going to want to do a lot of what God tells you to do. As a matter of fact, I'd be willing to bet that whenever you think, I don't want to do that, that's probably God saying do that. It's that old deal that we talked about. The word deny in this verse, when deny themselves. Okay, Here, here's... I'm, we're going to bring old Pete back into this. I don't, I don't do this very often, but in this passage, whenever it's, when Jesus says, you must deny yourself, deny themselves, it's the same Greek word that is used later on when Peter denied Jesus. So think about that in that context. What did Peter say? They said, hey, man, you know Jesus. He goes, I don't know that man. I've never been around that man. I mean, he just totally blew Jesus all the way off. He didn't want to have nothing to do with him. That's the same word that Jesus says here when he talks about us. We've got to deny ourselves. Quit worrying about what we want to do all the time, what we think, what we feel. Jesus says, you've got to just... That old person, what you think, what you feel, you just put it all aside and you worry about what I think and what I say to do. Forget about the man that you once were. You are a new creation. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Forget about the things you once did. We are no longer slaves to sin. You, you've got to say, man, I, I deny that other guy that used to be there because now I'm only focused on what Jesus and what Jesus wants to do. we got to forget about the life you used to live. We are no longer conformed to the patterns of this world. I mean, we, we've got to go to such an extent that we are transformed because we are no longer worried about what we do, what we think, what we feel. We are only focused on what Jesus wants and what Jesus tells us to do through His Word. Love others. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love others as yourself. A new command I give you. Love others as I have loved you. Did Jesus walk around going, you know what, I don't feel like that right now. Uh-uh, he didn't. He didn't think about his own comfort. He only worried about others. He loved others, and we got to do the same thing. If you want to ride for Christ, and you find your, I'm just warning you now, you're going to struggle, and the first struggle, probably the hardest struggle that you're going to deal with is not all these other people and all these situations. It's going to be you that you struggle with because you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to do this. 
You're not going to want to do that. You're not going to want to help this person or that person. Welcome to Christianity, authentic Christianity. The second thing Jesus said, he said, first thing he said is you got to deny yourself. And then he said, take up your cross. Now, have you seen that, that the new fad is, is cross everything? I mean, you, you, and I ain't got nothing, to, I ain't got no problem going to a bar, okay? But you go into a bar, and I mean, the cross has no longer become a, sin, a symbol of what Jesus did for us. It's become a fashion accessory. The cross, there, there's nothing nice about it. Now, it's a symbol of what Jesus did for us, but there is nothing pleasant about a cross. Now, when Jesus says, take up your cross, before we explain what it means, I think we need to explain that what it doesn't mean because too many people are, are, are concerned about the taking up part, not the cross part. Um, taking up your cross, this doesn't mean carry a burden, okay? This does not mean that you're going to be walked around just like, oh, you know, like I have to do whenever I carry these speakers in and Stephen makes fun of me. So, I mean, it's just, it, that's, that's not kind of the cross, that, it's not a burden. Why? Because Jesus says himself, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for yourselves for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When he says take up your cross, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to carry this burden around. You ever seen those Christians that think that that's what it means? So they walk around like this. I'm having such a hard time. Praise Jesus. Shut up. Shut up. Just stand up tall. I mean, his, that, that's not what that means. Okay. What does it mean? It means what is your commitment? What is your level of commitment? How far are you willing to go to ride for Christ? It's a valid question. How far are you willing to take this thing? Are you, are you willing to go as, as far as maybe Sunday morning? I got this, Jesus, man. I'll give you every Sunday morning I got. rest of them are mine. And, and I, give you, I give you two out of, two out of four Sundays. Is that what that, I mean, is that really, do you think that that's what Jesus meant when he said, take up your cross? Uh, are, are you willing to go as far as uh, maybe donating some clothes or food? Hey, man, I did my good deal, man. Jesus is proud of me, man. I went that far. Are, are you willing to, to go as far as, as maybe I'll help somebody as long as I'm not puking? Are you willing to go anyway? You willing to go as far as reading your Bible maybe for 10 minutes a week? Man, I did good. God, I read my Bible for 10 minutes this week, man. I'm following you. Hoorah. You willing to go as far as giving up your weekends for a mission trip? I mean, now we're kind of getting closer to it, right? Man, who doesn't want to go to Guatemala for a weekend? Maybe do a little bit of stuff while we're there. You willing to go for as far as a... How about this? And since I, you know me, man, I, if, I, if I pull one trigger, I'm going to pull both triggers. Um, you, you willing to go as far as a $20 bill? And I, I dropped a 20 in this week, man. God, you see that? Are you willing to go as far as 1%, 5%, 10%, or 20%? You, you willing to go as far as like, ah, I can't do that, God. Well, I want you to. Well, how far are you willing to go? Jesus said, take up your cross. How he's, he's saying that you got to be totally committed. You willing to give up on sleep? I, I hear it all the time, and I, and I ain't mad. I ain't mad at all. And, you know, I'd go to church more often, but, man, that's my only day off, man, and i got to have some sleep. Well, Jesus went to the cross. You went to sleep. Jesus gave up his life, but you don't want to get up a little bit. I mean, 10, 15. You willing to give up your job? I know people that are doing that right now. My, my, my wife has a cousin that just moved a while back to Thornton, Colorado. 
They moved to help start a church. They're not the preachers. They moved to a different state. They moved from the, from the motherland up to Colorado. What? There will be no mouthing off. That's a sin. But, I mean, how far are you... I'm looking in the mirror here. Kevin, how far are you willing to go? What's your level of commitment here? How far are we willing to take this thing? You willing to give up on sleep? You willing to give up on job? How about this? Let's just cut right to the chase. Are you willing to die? I think it's a question that crossed everybody's mind, especially in light of the, of the days to come with, with all this stuff that's going on in the world. If somebody walked up to you and said, you a Christian? Because if you are, I'm going to cut your head off. What will you say? What will you say? I'd like to say yes. I hope I say yes. I hope I say yes, but maybe they'll let me go because they see that I peed all over myself because I'm going to be real scared, I, I promise you. Are you willing to die for Christ? Or maybe here's a better question. Are you willing to die every day for Christ? Because it says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice each and every day. Can we sacrifice our sinful natures and our selfishness, selfishness, selfishness to ride for Him every day? To Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. My old self no longer lives. A new creation has come. Are we willing to do that? What's your level of commitment? First, he says we got to deny ourselves, step one, of the wreck you're going to get in. And, and, and that's tough. It's double tough. And number two, he says, take up your cross. In other words, he's saying, you've got to be totally committed. Now, most of us are not going to be crucified on a cross. Peter was. Of course, he said, crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to be killed in the same manner as my Lord. Most of us aren't going to be crucified on a cross. But man, how far are we willing to take what we say we believe in? The third thing that Jesus says... He says, follow me. That sounds pretty simple, huh? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. There is no other way. You cannot live your life the way you want it to live with our selfish and our sinful desires and, and focused on what we like and what we think and all of that. You will never get to where you want to be or where God wants you to be by following yourself. Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I am the life. If you want to truly find your life, that life that you've been dreaming of, I'm telling you, it is only found in Jesus. That's it. There is, there, there's no, well, I can have a pretty good one over here if I just kind of say I know Jesus. Maybe I can name drop or something. Isn't that how a lot of people's Christianity is? They do whatever they want to, and then they just name drop. Oh, I know Jesus, so maybe. Hey, God, I know, I know your son. I, you know, I met him one time. I saw, I saw veggie tails and I love him. You know, it doesn't work like that. Jesus said there, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. We must follow the trail He blazed through the wilderness if we want to have the things that will make us happy, fulfilled, give us purpose, and make us into the men and women we always dreamed of being. You got to follow Him. There, the, there is no other way. You, you, you can make as many excuses, you can have as many big buts, but this, but that, but this, but that. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to do, but the only way to get where you want to be and live the life that you want to live is by following Him. Not the parts that are easy, especially the parts that are hard. Jesus suffered and overcame. Through Him, we will do the same thing. He said, take heart, I have overcome the world. He's blazed the trail. All we got to do is follow Him down it, but it's a rough trail. It's full of denying ourselves. 
being totally committed, taking up our cross, willing to go all the way, not just when it gets a little bit difficult. So how do we do all this? If it ain't hard, you probably ain't doing it right. How do we do all this? I mean, all of this has been like, yeah, Kevin, man, man, you're stepping on my toes, man. It felt like you were talking right to me. I wasn't. I was talking to myself. I was talking to myself. But how do we do this? Is there some steps that we can take? You say, man, I, I want to do that, but I, Kevin, I just don't know where to start. Let me help you with that. First thing you got to do. And if you haven't listened, or, or maybe you're like, man, if you're trying to talk me into Christ, you're doing a really sorry job, <laughs> you know? But, but that's what Jesus did. Jesus told everybody, he's like, man, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. And a lot of people's like, I ain't doing it. He's like, that's the way it is. First thing we got to do, here's your application to everything I've talked about. Decide what you want out of life. Decide what you want out of life. Do you want it easy for a few years and hard for eternity? Or do you want it hard for a few years and awesome for eternity? Decide what you want out of life. I mean, if you, if, if you think that you've done such a miraculous job and you are, there's no way you could be any more happy, there's no way you can be any more fulfilled, man, I, I guess just keep on doing what you're doing. But you better get the most out of this life because the next life's going to suck. Decide what you want out of life. Because the funny thing is, after all of these struggles... After everything that you go through, after everything that you go through, after everything that you go through, guess what? You're going to come out the other side and kid and say, I can't believe how freaking happy I am, how fulfilled I am, because that's what's on the other side of it. He doesn't say, I'll make you happy so that you'll do this for me. He says, you do this and you'll become happy because you'll be like my son. First thing we got to do, decide today. You're here for a reason. You're hearing what I'm saying for a reason. Decide today what you want out of life. It's a valid question. The second thing that you need to do, learn how to tell yourself no. You know, I have a saying, if you want to see the true character of a person, watch what happens when you tell them no. Watch what happens when you tell somebody no. If they respect you, man, I, I'd, I'd hang on to them. But if they, you know, you know those people that are nice to you until you say no, man, let them go on down the road. Just let them go. But what happens when you tell yourself no? Do you, I mean, have you ever told yourself no? Myself wanted just to hang out and eat some Cheetos yesterday. But I told myself no because I've wanted to give myself to somebody else. Decide what you want out of life. Learn to tell yourself no. The third thing, if that's not hard enough, the third thing that you need to do is you need to have an honest conversation with yourself on how far you're willing to take this thing. How far are you willing to go? I think that we all need to at some point today, maybe you can do that right now. You ain't got to bow your heads and lift your hand to, to have a prayer with God. But I think that you need to have an honest conversation with God and an honest conversation with yourself on just how far you're willing to take this bad boy. How far are you willing to go? And the last thing, oh, and on number three, have an honest conversation, how far you're willing to take it. This is liable to step on some toes. I know some people that won't even take it as far as getting wet in front of some people, even though that's what Jesus commanded us to do. Go out into the world, make disciples of all men and all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some people are willing to take it right up to the edge, but they ain't getting in that water because they're afraid. They're thinking everybody will be looking at them. Yeah, they will. How far are you willing to go? Number four, last thing, give up on your own self. Too many of us are depending on what we do. I had a conversation with a guy 
a couple of guys and they know who they are. I, I said, man, you know, I, I get going at work and, and I'm doing all this Save the Cowboy stuff, Save the Cowboy stuff, and somebody needs me to, to go do this. And I'm like, ah, oh, the plan got jacked up. You know, you, you might be one of those, two, those people too that, man, you, you plan out your day and, man, if something else comes up, it just throws everything cattywampus. That's a word. And, but I started thinking, you know what? Why do I do that? Why do I do that? Because I'm afraid that I'm not going to get everything done over here. You know what? God can do more with what I didn't get done than what I did get done. Think about that. God can do more with what you don't do than what you do do. Is that the first time you ever heard do do in church? Ah, come on. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Why do you struggle? Why are you struggling? If you want to follow Christ, it's going to happen because if, you, if it ain't hard, you're probably not doing it right. But the crazy thing is, is that in doing this, you'll figure everything out. You'll start finding your purpose. You'll know what God wants you to do. You'll start seeing things in a brand new light. You'll start having that peace that, that overcomes all understanding, but it's only found in Him. It's going to be tough. I know. you got to deny yourselves. you got to take up that cross. you got to be willing to commit 100%. How far are you willing to go? you got to follow Him. We'll be here. I know that y'all are here for me. I'm here for y'all. Do you need to talk? Come talk to me. I've only got basically one answer, and that's follow Jesus. But if I have, if God gives me anything else, I'll be glad to pass it on to you. And there's other people sitting around here that are wise. The Bible says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be forgiven. It doesn't mean that, that you have to confess your sins to man to be forgiven. It just lets it out. It just lets it go. Talk to somebody. If any of you would be my disciple, he must deny themselves, take up your cross, and follow me. Let's go to God in prayer. Dad, come in here and fill this place with who you are. There are people here that you've reached into their very being and twisted their guts with the truth of your word. Give them the courage, honor, respect, integrity, strength, and truth to saddle up and follow your boy down that narrow trail that begins and ends with you. That's all. Amen.